Hey, that was Hidden's <laughs> Dare by 21 Pilots. You're listening to Art Spitten on Sin Nation. Sin Nation, rather. Um, although Nathan was my favourite member of High Five, with uh, Christian and Jim. We're joined in the studio by Lexi Brehouse and Chanel Nilsson. Uh, they'll soon be showing their work off at the Off the Curb Gallery, a Melbourne-based artist-run initiative and gallery space located in the heart of Collingwood. Their debut solo exhibition is called Raven Paradise, or RIP, and opens on the 9th of September. Uh, I'm really excited. Their, their art is super intricate, looks really professional. Welcome, guys. How are you going? Hi, good, hey. thanks. How are you? Pleasure, yeah. Um, so, I guess first thing I wanted to ask you, um, I've, I've heard that this uh, that Raven Paradise is, is a lot about um, all these kind of pairs of opposites, like life and death um, and such. So, like, do you want to maybe, uh, yeah, talk us through, uh, um, like, well, your approach to death and all of the other, like, pairs of opposites? Yeah, so we sort of decided on a theme of parallels. There's two of us already, mm. and our artwork is always black and white, so mm. there's all these themes of parallels that we wanted to explore, and Chanel really liked the idea of life and death, so I said, how about let's do a sort of twist on that and focus on chasing the highs of life and laughing in the face of death. So we kind of decided on the uh, concept of rave in paradise to make fun of death and that sort of thing, um, yeah, so the parallels exist in that way. Hmm. Hence the uh, the title RIP as well. Which yeah, is well, exactly. Pun. Yeah. It's, it's hmm. instead of resting in paradise, we say, yeah. why why does life have to stop when you die? Why not rave forever? <laughs> Do you think, is that influenced by anything in particular the religious or is it more of a secular kind of just... No, no, yeah. we... We're not religious, so... Cool. We, we didn't have anything like that in mind. It's more of a really light-hearted, comical mm. take. Nothing um, of that sort. We're not... Um, exploring any religious beliefs at all. Mm. Um, if anything, I was kind of interested in the Greek concepts of life oh, and death, like with Hades yeah, and yeah. you have the ferryman to the underworld, that sort of the thing. The river sticks. I was yeah. doing like Egyptian things. I don't yeah, think it's so, Ancient yeah. Greece and Egypt, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Ancient worlds of life and death. Yes. Does that influence the art itself or is it more of a thematic thing? Like what is it, how does Greece and ancient Egypt sort of come out in the, the images? Uh, um, <laughs> I just love ancient Egypt, so yeah, yeah, that yeah. was purely my like thought. Like the, the like hieroglyphics. That yeah, sort of, yeah, mm-hmm, and they have a lot of gods that like represent like endlessness and eternity, so ah. fit in. Yeah, um, Chanel is basically like the queen of mandalas. So mandalas are in itself a symbol of the universe, and it's like a circular concentric mm. thing. It sort of uh, represents endlessness as well. So that's quite prominent in our artwork. I've, I've seen yeah. some of those on, uh, I think, obsessed. Instagram. Yeah, uh, I'm obsessed. They're like incredible. Everything. Yeah, they're, thank you. They take a long time. I bet they do. <laughs> yeah. How much does a sort of a mid-sized? Probably about 25 hours 25 in total, hours? not in one go. How do you break that up? Oh, I spend about eight hours a day Jeez. having Ooh. little breaks. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was there. That's like the yeah, eight hours work, eight hours rest. Yeah, there was no, that's fine. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's yeah. all equal parts. <laughs> and Lexi, in your art, sort of, uh, how do you go about producing it? And what's what's it look like? If we like, what kind of um, uh, images do you like to to use the most? Well, I like to explore new techniques and new methods and materials. Mm. Um, I always try to keep my work black and white. That's just like a main component that is across all my artwork. Mm -hmm. But um, I really like doing portraits. Lately, I've been doing a lot of those um, using a dot work technique. So it's like stippling or pointillism. So to create tone and shading, you just draw it entirely in dots. So I just use a fine liner. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It takes a lot of patience. um, But I... We're talking 25 hours worth of patience again. Well, yeah, so I do around... 20 to 30 hours oh. um, for one mm. portrait and my most recent one was I believe like oh, it was like 
22,000 dots plus, something like that. I do like a dots per minute system. Everyone asks me how I calculate it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a mathematical um, process. Well, I feel hmm. like both of us, um, I'm just assuming here, but I mm. think we have quite mathematical brains when it comes to art, which mm. is weird. Yeah, it's so funny because every other aspect of my life, I hate math. Yeah. But when it comes <laughs> no, to definitely. art, everything has to be so perfect. Yeah, we, we use a lot of precision in our work. It has mm. to be like really exact. And I think when you're using ink and fine liners, you don't have room to make any mistakes. I think with mm. painting, it's all about blurring the lines and blending a lot. But with us, it's like the yeah, precision definitely. and what's on the paper. All oh, right. So have, has, has there ever, maybe like when you um, when it was early on, when you were starting to play with it, like times when you had to kind of like throw it out and start again? Or? All the time. Yeah. All, right. um, All the time. At least two times a week that happens. And I just throw mm. it straight in the bin. All oh, right. Yeah, I don't try and fix it. There's no point. I have like OCD. It has to be perfect. When you're working with black and white and ink and white. Yeah, paper. you can't rub yes. out ink, so mm, there's no point exactly. trying. Yeah, there's no in between. It's just nah. black and white, no grey areas. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, is that difficult, or have you just sort of reached like this cold sort of? It used no, to be like no. difficult. Now mm. I'm just like numb to it. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> it's it's ruined. I just put it in the bin. Um, so you guys have talked about sort of both using black and white and wanting mm. to do that. And uh, you, from what I've seen of your art, you've got similar sorts of uh, yeah. influences, inspiration perhaps. How did you guys meet and start working together? Well, we were both following each other on Instagram for a while. Um, I knew Chanel back in the day, like before she had amassed this huge following online. I've seen. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah, no, I we both sort of yeah. liked each other's styles because we did notice the similarity in the mm. way that we worked and we had sort of spoken before and then I just wanted to see if she'd be interested in having an exhibition and reached out to and her. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like we both have such similar style that it would it just works so well and luckily we're both in Melbourne, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Do you think? Um, I, I, I guess so. Like a um, someone who comes and like is, is totally familiar. Oh, sorry, totally new to both of your works. Um, do you think they'll be able to like quite easily sort of I guess differentiate? Like, okay, so this is an Alexia work and this is a Chanel. Or do you think there might be a, a few? I've actually thought <laughs> yeah. about that. I was trying yeah. to think, can people distinguish between mm. the two? But I think that we both have similar styles. But I think there still is like a difference. Yeah. I mean, mm. we definitely have our own unique takes on mm. work. And I mean, I've done mandalas and Chanel's done portraits so we mm. both explored each other's sort of main um, interests but mm. we still do it differently we have our own take on it and I think each piece is unique to our own style as well so hopefully mm. people can distinguish but there's a catalogue if they can't <laughs> yeah it doesn't really matter as long as they like it I'm happy exactly. I don't care whose it is yeah mm. uh, what work do you think people should be looking out for the most like is there, do you have any centrepieces in the upcoming exhibitions that, you know, the ones that really did take I think your portraits or? are really good I think oh, people go straight <laughs> to them yeah oh, thank you um, no we both have some really exciting mm. stuff to show um, I know I'm including a bit of engraving work and some objects as well as just um, so there's a lot of mediums pieces. going on so. yeah yeah we were quite ambitious when this started Absolutely. we wanted to have yeah. like installations and neon lights yeah I mean, it, we, it was crazy at first <laughs> we had to pare it back a, a bit to um, be realistic within the standards of the space but we are trying to explore some new media apart from just paper mm -hmm. um, but even the paperworks I think are exciting the and Chanel's. paperworks look fantastic thank mm. you <laughs> um, just so this all sounds very professional and, and uh, really highly produced but how did you guys start off like have you gone done uni what, what kind of training have you had and 
how's it going now? Like, where are you? Where we were are you just like, talking careers? about this a few minutes ago. <laughs> I've done two uni courses and dropped out of both. Yeah. I didn't like it, but you did. Um, I'm still studying yeah. at the moment. So Chanel works full time as an artist, which is amazing. That's, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm sort of juggling my art between uni, a couple of internships, some jobs, um, fiction editing on a magazine. Like, is that voice works? Yeah, that's right. Nice work. <laughs> Nice name drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Voice Works for the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I work on my art when I can, but I am studying graphic design at Deakin Uni. Right, right. Um, so for me, I've done a couple of exhibitions in the past. I've had more experience working on a commercial and gallery level, and Chanel's had more experience sort of marketing online, um, mm-hmm. evidently. So we're both kind of like learning from each other in that way. Um, and yeah, just working like that. I love applying at galleries and, you know, working on gallery exhibitions. Like I, I really enjoy it. What, so. what do you mean by that? What kind of gallery exhibitions have you worked on? I've, I've been in a few group exhibitions. This is our first solo yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so previously I've been in like with the Brunswick Street Gallery quite oh, a few yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Raw, they had a big um, group exhibition at the Melbourne Pavilion mm. um, and things like that, as well as online sales and working with designers and, um, sorry, doing design for clients and that sort of thing. So f- maybe for, for, and both of you, for, uh, for younger artists or emerging artists, how, do, how would you kind of recommend for them to get into where you guys are now doing your first solo exhibition, which is a pretty big deal? Take social media seriously. Yeah. It's such a big part of getting yourself out there a hundred percent that's all i have to say how how can you uh uh, just like how did how did you have your success on social media um i think a lot of people don't post enough or post consistently and so people don't really want to follow you if you post like 10 times a day or only once a month Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of plan it out like once a day or once every couple of days and you have to obviously post good quality content that people want to see um so, yeah, I learned from what didn't work and what did work, and I obviously kept going with what did work. Mm, so people absolutely. followed me. It mm. must be a massive amount of work to, uh, to keep up. Yeah, that, it's really hard. Yeah. Social life I mean, I spend a lot of time just on social media, probably a couple of hours a day, mm. so it is like a big commitment. Mm. It's definitely whatever you do, you have to put effort into it. I think people will yeah. come to the exhibition and they see the work hanging on the walls, but that's really only the tip of the iceberg. Mm. We've yeah. spent the whole year planning for this and working towards it, and there's so much effort that comes in from just you know thinking of an idea to draw and then getting the materials ready, having to focus on the artwork and do, it, do the artwork. There's framing, there's marketing, there's so much that goes into it, and it's just you have to be willing to put the effort in and you have to be willing to talk about your work. A lot of people put creative content out there and they just won't share it or right. like yeah. Chanel says they like won't. what you're doing now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes so much work and setting up is going to take a lot of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jim and I were just, just during the song um, like expressing our curiosity about uh, how you two got involved first, uh, first of all with um, Off The Curb. Apparently you didn't just cold call rock up on the street. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. No. I wasn't really... You did more of the application process because you're good at that kind of thing. Oh, 
I yeah, I love I love writing um, in general, and I'm hmm. I'm a bit of a blabbermouth anyway. You have to like work really hard to shut me up. So I can talk for ages about artwork and about like themes and symbolism. So we basically just came up with the concept together, and we had everything set out. And you have to fill an application form to a gallery. So we applied at a couple of galleries, but we really wanted to get in it off the curb. And luckily, they really liked our application, and they asked us to um, participate in an exhibition later in the year. So that was basically all there was to it, but it really was a bit of an effort, like writing the application and deciding uh, how we wanted to express our ideas. You know, it's quite difficult when you haven't created the artwork; you're just coming up with the concept. I was going to ask how create, how ready was the exhibition when you were asking for the gallery space? Well, we were asking way in advance, like as I said at the start of the year. Mm. So we basically just had the concept in mind and we proposed things. So it was basically a proposal. This is the artwork that we want to do. This is the theme that we want to adhere to. That sort of thing. Mm. And they liked the concept, which is the whole sort of parallels, um, you know, lighthearted death sort of theme. And then you work on the artworks to maintain that theme. And um, yeah. How uh, collaborative are you with the gallery at that point? Are they sort of, do they check in every now and then and see how it's coming along or do they sort of give you free reign? Well, it's different. Yeah, it's you, pretty much just up to us, I guess, mm. really. It's it's different with every gallery that you work with, but we've been so lucky with Off the Curb. They're, like, amazing. I would definitely recommend them to any um, young or established artist. Mm. Um, they are very helpful, so if you ever need any advice or help, they'll they'll do their hardest to work with you. But um, it is really self-directed, like, especially in terms of the artwork. That's mm. just up to you. Um, Which yeah. is a good thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, so a, lot of, a lot of freedom you mean you really had um, working with Off the Curb. You felt a lot of it was like you, you could be independent and self-directed, as you said. Yeah. Um, and you really embraced, you really took to that, um, yeah, that freedom and that, that control over your own, your own creative output. Yeah, definitely. So we mm. had the chance to just work on our own pieces and stylistically have as much freedom as we wanted. But then if we were ever struggling in terms of the gallery side of things, marketing, um, even prices, you know, that sort of stuff, catalogue, more of the finicky stuff, that's where Off the Curb comes in to help a lot. Oh, yeah, true. All that, like, yeah, nitty gritty, like behind, I, I guess, kind of the stuff that um, a lot of people think about if they, you know, have a dream of being an artist or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, looking at Off the Curb before, they do have a lot of stuff on the website about uh, uh, being part of the development of younger artists. I mean, did you feel like they kind of gave you that? T- after this exhibition, shouldn't even be talking about after it now, it's not <laughs> even on yet, but yeah. uh, do you feel like you've got a bit more sort of grounding in the arts world? Well, I think so. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Mm. Like, as I said, I've been with um, a few other galleries and it's different each time, mm. but I've been, yeah, super happy with Off the Curb and I would love to exhibit again there, to totally. be honest. Yeah. Well, this is my first exhibition ever, so I've so learned excited. so much, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. a lot. It's really mm. good having the people there help with everything along the way. It's good, like, you can do what you want to do, but you know that they're there. It's good mm. comfort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, I also wanted to ask you a bit of a bit more of like a detailed question, I suppose. Now, in, in terms of like where um, the images that you put um, you know, on on paper or whatever medium we're using, um, I guess like where where they come from. Like, is it I guess for you two personally, but what you know about artists generally, like whether it's uh, you can pinpoint a specific thing that you saw or, or a specific like mental dream you had or whatever. I look I look at a lot of, I know this sounds weird, like a lot of tiling on floors <laughs> because they have really, really cool patterns on them. Mm. And I think that that is actually a really big inspiration. Like, do you ever do that? 
Do you have a look at... I mean, yeah, sometimes. I sure. love looking at tiles. <laughs> That's something I do a lot. If, where... Even if you went out, as you think you would look at yeah, tiles. Yeah, I like looking at tiles. That's where I get a lot That's of my, my inspiration. <laughs> Tiling. <laughs> There's um, always trades open and yeah. waiting for artists. Yeah, <laughs> maybe down one day like. later down the track. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of am very inspired by contemporary artists and it's really hard to name a specific one because I'm just on Instagram all the time. Basically, everyone that I follow tends to be an artist, so I just am always exposed to that sort of creative world. Every time I'm on there, it's just something new. And I also really like following um, like photographers and stylists and that kind of thing. I know Jessica Walsh from Sagmeister and Walsh. She's more of a designer, but her photography is like out of this world. And because, like, especially with my portraits, it's almost like you're thinking of a photo shoot in mind but drawing it with the dots so that's mm. that's how I get inspired a lot as well what will look good visually on a page and then just drawing it afterwards hmm. oh and yeah also wanted to ask you about portraits like um when it comes to uh, like choosing your subject I guess like is, is there like, are you would you say like you know you hone in more on like um like random people's like facial features more than other people and like oh wow that's a nose I would really love to capture I definitely do that I see photos all the time and I'm like I'd love to draw that nose Mm. oh yeah yeah definitely absolutely I I love like Mm. anything angular like jawlines and noses and that Mm. kind of thing Um, I've never Mm. drawn like a photo that exists I haven't drawn any models or anything so I Mm. tend to get friends and people that I know that just have amazing features Mm. Um, but I guess it's kind of weird because now I'm like I know every intimate detail of your ear and like that kind of thing to my yeah. friends. But the relationship goes to the next level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a good thing. Mm. Hopefully, mm. they think the same. But and is is it different than if it's like a like a public figure you're doing a portrait of? Like, if, I guess like if if it, if it was a famous face. Um, I do a lot of famous mm. people, and I think it's really weird because you see their face as a whole, and then when you're actually drawing each little section, there are so many little things that you've never noticed about mm. them before, and you mm. can't unsee them. Mm. Once you see them, you can't like look at them again without noticing. Noticing it, so I realized that a while a, ago. Do you have a good example of somebody um, recently? I want you to say Donald Trump or something. <laughs> oh. No, no, I recently drew a model and like I, Gemma Ward, I think she's beautiful. Um, and there's a lot of little bumps on her skin yeah. that I never mm. noticed, and now every time I see her, I can't not see them, and they're really, really small, so. It does, yeah. It does make you pay attention to the smallest things and patches of skin, and you just have to know, like, the form of a face a lot more intimately after drawing it. I think it's nice, though. Oh yeah, and oh, and indeed, what what about um, that face in the mirror? Your own face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The way you see that face. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like, I would never draw myself. (laughs) I would. I would never do a self-portrait. I don't think. I think it would be torture. I know. (laughs) But I think it makes you notice things a lot more. Like, I just. I always start off with ears whenever I do a portrait. So I just. I I look at my ears all the time. I don't know. I always start with eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Do you start with ears or do you just look at them more? No, I start with ears. You start with ears? How do you start with ears? Well, I think it's because they're such a strange shape that, you know, it's quite intimidating when you have a blank page and you're Mm. doing like a thousand dot portrait. So when you want to start off, I go for the ear because if I mess up, I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of a weird looking thing anyway. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I didn't just paint, like, draw this beautiful eye I've ever drawn and now it's in the bed. Amazing. I should probably do that. Right. Um, well, yeah, thanks, thanks so much for joining us today, uh, Lexia and Chanel. So, uh, so of course, uh, Raven Paradise is on it uh, off the curb, as we said. Um, so that's 66B Johnson Street, Collingwood. You excited for 
well, yes, for it to begin. Yeah, yes. so excited. <laughs> Super excited. Coming up soon on the 9th of September. We'd love mm. to have everyone there. We're mm. definitely going. Yes, <laughs> yes, you have to come for the opening night. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining thanks us. Thanks for having us. <laughs>